You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex is happening in the marriage bed. Here are your hosts, Dr. Corey Allen and Shannon Etheridge. Well, Shannon, I know you, as a fellow Texan, understand this. This has been an interesting winter for Texas. Hasn't it? Like, I was not prepared for the onslaught of winter before winter actually even began. I mean, because, I mean, I know for those of us, those of you that listen to Sexy Marriage Radio, and by the way, thank you for listening to us, um, that may live in the northern parts of the world or even in other parts of the world where you do really have a winter. You know, Texas, to me, I've, I've been here for a long time, and winter is like one day. January. Yeah, it's yeah, one day 17. in January, and then it's like everything else is just preparation for the heat coming back in summer. Yep. <laughs> so it's been an interesting one because we've had, you know, days out of school because of ice. and week-long ice storm. Yeah, it's been, it's been strange. Well, so enough about the weather talk because this is Sexy Marriage Radio, so I'm figuring <laughs> we, we might well, need to I- get on to some other things that heat things up. I, I would like to think that the Texans who were iced in for a week, that maybe in nine months there'll be a lot of ice storm babies popping up. <laughs> maybe, maybe so. <laughs> so Sexy Marriage Radio, you can find us at SexyMarriageRadio.com. You can also email the show, which we love hearing from our listeners, at feedback at SexyMarriageRadio.com. And you can also jump on iTunes if you're interested and have that desire to – Give us a comment. Give us a five-star review if you like what you hear because that helps spread the word and climb the charts. And I know our traffic and listeners are growing each and every day, and I say thank you to you that take time out of your day wherever you are. And one of the things that just jumped out to me, there was a review on iTunes that I loved that was a pretty recent one that just talked about this is a fun-loving show that has the courage to address virtually any issue, and it's done in a fun way. The hosts come off as easygoing and down-to-earth. They discuss details that many secular hosts would avoid, but those details <laughs> make the difference between success and failure. Ah. Which it's uh, I love hearing from our listeners because our listeners do really drive the show. I, I mean, it might seem like Shannon and I do, but your emails, your feedback, your thoughts, your questions to feedback at sexymarriageradio.com, they really help stir the pot for what we do going forward. Absolutely. And I do have to applaud you, Corey. It seems like so oftentimes I've come to the table and said, well, what about this? Can we can we talk about this? Do we dare go there? And every time you've been like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, I, I really do think that there's no taboo topic on Sexy Marriage Radio, that if it impacts people, if yeah. couples are asking the question, if it's holding people back or propelling them forward, let's talk about absolutely. it. Absolutely. I just don't want to do anything that's, that comes across vulgar, but let's right. let's do talk real because... If you think about it, marriages around the world, and for sure marriages here in America, sex lives are suffering, and and it's really sad that 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 happens. And it and it, but it's also, I think, to a degree, normal that we go through times where we it just doesn't click, and we have to address boundaries and barriers that we haven't thought we'd have to before, and we have to start speaking up, which leads us to a great topic, I think, Shannon, of. How do you, when it comes to your sex life with your spouse, I mean, it, expectations get in the way, don't they? That I haven't spoken up about what I want or I'm not happy with what I want, but I don't say anything. And 
I'm so afraid of offending or hurting their feelings or getting turned down or rejected. Right. Yeah. Right. So I'm thinking let's 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 tackle how do how do your expectations get in the way and how do unspoken yeah. versus spoken how you know all all that that entails. Yeah, I, I think that that is a great topic for us to dive into. But first, I want to rewind the tape and touch on a little something that just really delights me about the show and the opportunity to be on this show with you, Corey. In addition, you know, he said, wow, you guys talk about things that not even secular hosts would talk about. I also love the fact that, you know, you and I both come at this, you know, with looking at it through a, a faith lens, but yet we're not so heavenly minded that we're no earthly good. And we definitely <laughs> talk about topics that no Christian show would ever in a million years right. talk about. Like I know that for the past 10 years of writing books on this topic. So often titles like the sexually confident wife or the passion principles or the fantasy fallacy, they won't touch it with a 10 foot pole because it's too much right. about sex. Well, I love the fact that our show is never too much about sex. That's all that it's about. <laughs> so, <laughs> exactly. Good for you for sticking your neck out on that chopping block and saying, I don't care what people think. We're going to talk about this. It's too important not to talk about. So speaking of talking about it, yep. I love the email that we received just this week from a guy who was um, really kind of scared of the notion that he may be expecting way too much. And as we read, you know, paragraph after paragraph of what it was that he had in mind, it really just all, bo all boiled down to the fact that his wife is a once a week kind of gal and, and is just so happy with that and enjoys that. And doesn't think that there's anything broken. Whereas he feels as if I want, sex more often than once a week and he feels bad about himself for even right. thinking in that direction. Corey, talk to the men who are feeling bad about themselves for wanting more than what their wife offers. Okay. Well, first off, this goes back to, we have to frame the discussion a little bit in this high desire, low desire, uh, framework because neither one's right or wrong, but there will always be one or there will always be both. It seems when it comes to any kind of topic, specifically sex, there's a high desire and there's a low desire. And so as a man, most of the time, this is not at all always the case. So be very clear. Those of you that are listening, that whenever right. we get into stereotypes, we get emails. Hey, how can you? Well, I understand right. that when, yeah, we, when we talk generalities, there's trouble. But about 30 percent of the women listening are the high desire right. member of the couple. Right. But yes. With that, that being said, go ahead. But so the high desire if it's the man, you know, that's just a point of a continuum. There's nothing right or wrong about it. it. You know, the example I always use, Shannon, and I don't know how much, you know, we've talked some about this and we're kind of getting to rehash some of our own stuff because since we're together now, this is some of the stuff I've done in the past on on Sexy Marriage Radio. But it's it's one of those that, you know, let's say for my marriage, let's say I'm the high desire partner, which is true, and that I want sex two to three times a week. Well, let's say something happens with Pam tragically, and and so now all of a sudden I'm single, and I get in a relationship with another woman later on down the road, and she wants sex five times a week. I all of a sudden just became the low desire partner, but nothing changed in me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, and there there are horm hormonal surges or seasons sure. in a woman's life where she is a lot more interested sure. than she has been in the past. Sure. So it's it's once. Once I realize that's just the place I am in the relationship, it takes right and wrong out of it, which t to me alleviates some of the guilt of, 
well, man, I feel bad for always wanting sex and always pursuing it and always being the initiator. And No, that's just the role I play. And that helps lighten it a little bit to me. I think that that is certainly very helpful, reminding men that feelings are not right or wrong or good or bad. Right. Feelings are just feelings. Right. And if you feel that you're enjoying sex with your wife and you want more of this good thing, why in the world would you would you have to feel bad about that? Right. And so it makes me wonder what kind of messages have they received, not just from their wife. It may not be their wife at all. Right. It may be messages that they've received in society, in culture, in media, yep. that men just want sex all the time. Therefore, they're dirty, they're pigs, they're nasty, they're perverted. That is so not true. Like right. we are wired as sexual human beings. So if we're sexually interested, doesn't that just mean that we're really, really healthy? Yeah. And, and some of it can also be, I mean, I, I could think of guilt could come about that it's, it's the times where I've initiated and been rejected. And so it's kind of getting clouded and convoluted. So I'm hurt, but I, it's kind of coming out as guilt or, you know, so it's like, well, maybe I shouldn't be addressing it so much because I'm just opening myself up for more rejection. And, and so it's, it's a little bit of self-development, if you will, <laughs> of, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to realize and own the, uh, my sexuality and who I am and how I want to share that and pursue that with my wife. And I'm going to own that. And I'm not going to be ashamed. Of it. I know in my journey, Shannon, I had, I've had times where when I, as I've been the high desire that I would like, man, I, Okay, if I keep if I made moves with her all uh, all the time I really wanted to, she would have it would be this <laughs> onslaught. She'd never get anything done, right? Which <laughs> is fine because she'd be done a lot. No, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> it, it's it's one of those that uh, it was well. It's, I can see you both starving at the dinner table because no one has taken the time to grocery shop or cook. But, but we have sex. Yeah, we're fine. Hey, man, we're doing great. Um, but it's one of those that. If if I was I've had this struggle of okay if I just let that out, what is she going to do? How is she going to respond? Is she going to be repulsed by that? Is she you know all those kinds of things? Until I finally came to the realization, all right, I don't need to make be overt about my sexuality all the time with her because there's not there are times when yeah I want to be sexual and have fun with her, but I don't necessarily want to have sex. I wanted to build towards something because I've kind of also come to grips with this idea of quantity versus quality. That, that I would rather have much more quality connections with her than I would sex every day. Mm-hmm. I, that's a great point. And it, sometimes just the bantering and the foreplay and the sexual tension that's created one day yeah. leads to much better sex the next day than it would right. if you just went ahead and nailed her right then and there. Right, and I know there's couples that they have sex every day because I've, I've met them and I hear from them on my site and at Sexy Marriage Radio and and that's fine. They're kind of wired that way, and that's that works for them. I know for us, when you know, when we were in baby making mode, which is where all of a sudden <laughs> you have sex a whole lot more, which is interesting. Yeah, um, but but it's a have to. Not yes, it is because there's a purpose, <laughs> and so it it changes it. So it's not just as much fun as it is. Okay, we got to make sure it's the right time and the right position, right position and all these and, kinds. Yep. Yeah. But we can, we adopted this strategy from some friends of ours of 21 times in 21 days. And then you're for sure going to hit ovulation, you know. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, and but we realized 
and, and this is the problem. The sperm count get really low. It, it does. It does yeah. actually, which there's research on that, and that's how you get girls, by the way. Um, huh? But it's one of those that it, I, we realized, and this is anytime we've tried to do those, um, you know, a seven day sex challenge or a sixty day sex challenge or all those different things that you've seen proposed before in the media or from churches or from even some friends of mine. Anytime we get hit about day five, it's like, do we have to? <laughs> you know, do, right? It, it, so it, it kind of changes it. It to feels where, like a chore. Yeah, it's so a, it's, it's something on your to do list, and and that's where I think a lot of women are. Is I would do totally we have agree. to? <laughs> <laughs> I would totally agree, and and I think that a lot of times it's how husbands approach their wives, right. In initiating that, if you're approaching it as, will you do this for me? that it does feel like something that you want me to add to my to-do list. Right. And my to-do list is ever-growing and overwhelming. And the idea of putting a grown man on there to take care of him, just take care of me, uh, <laughs> it, 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 that's not a good aphrodisiac. No. I really encourage men to approach it from the, from the situation, from the attitude of offering her something. Right. Like I know for me, it's one thing for Greg to say, I'd really like to have sex. It's another thing for Greg to say, I'd really like to give you an orgasm. Okay, so the latter one, it's like, you know, bells and whistles go off and ding, ding, ding. I got a present. It's Christmas morning. It's my birthday. You know, it's right. like, it feels like he's offering me a gift. Right. And he's saying, your pleasure is important to me right now. And, and, and I really love it every once in a great while when he'll say, you know, I just really want this to be about you. I don't need anything from you. Let's just right. focus on you. Right. You've been really stressed lately. Let's relieve some of that stress or whatever. If you can do that every once in a while, it will change the the message in your wife's head of this is just what I do for you. Right. This is my marital duty. It's not my marital delight. Delight her. Make her delight and her pleasure the main goal on occasion so yep. that it doesn't feel like it's about you all the time. Yeah, and and make it to where it's a pursuit of her, that you're drawing that out of her. That, that you're inviting her, that it's not, because that's the one thing I, when it comes to sex, should you ask or should you initiate? To me as a man, asking is one of the worst things I could do. Mm, yeah, because it sounds like you are, yeah, it, it sounds like you're groveling. Yeah, but it's, it's <laughs> one of those, yeah, it's, it's one of those though, if I were to say, hey, here's, here's what I, here's my plan for tonight. And she can alter it and she can say, yeah, well, you're going to be doing that alone or... <laughs> You know, and okay, then I adjust or follow through or, you know, whatever. And, but it's just kind of, if it's changing your, your dialogue, it's changing your interaction. It's, 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 that's really what it is. If you're trying to change up, I know we just, we've recently done a show on changing up a rut that if you're doing that, it's, it's, you're changing your dialogue and your conversation patterns. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's really what it is. It's, it's okay. I'm going to start to be a little more forthcoming. You know, I'm a big proponent of 100% of your sexual energy is reserved for your marriage. Yep. You know, your spouse gets that. And if you have not done that and and it's leaking out elsewhere and you want to make the commitment for 2014 to be that and and if I'm going to speak specifically to the guys, give your wife a heads up before you unleash all of it on her so she knows Oh, why I'm you're really coming after me a whole lot more. What what's this about? You know, and it's right because it'll change the dynamics and she could see that as you just want more sex. Well, yeah, I do. 
and in all honesty, <laughs> if he comes home and plops down the briefcase and you know, eats dinner and watches Walking Dead and, and just goes about his evening and then crawls into bed and is like, I want to give you an orgasm, she's going to see right through that. Right. It, you you really do need to spend the evening kind of courting her and, yeah. and coaxing her. And, and you know, the way that a woman is stimulated most often is by what she hears. So even just simple little questions like, how was your day? Yeah. Or what was the best thing about your day? Yeah. Or, um, you know, what, what do you have lined up for tomorrow? You know, just having a normal conversation conversation and maybe maybe caressing her knee while she's talking or if you're going to lay down on the couch and watch you know breaking bad or whatever you know have her come in and sit with you and yep. and caress her because that physical touch and those words of affirmation or just you know normal conversation that will draw her toward you in a non-sexual way such yeah. that when the sexual comes at her it doesn't feel like it's coming out of nowhere yeah it's it's a it's i think of it in the framework of i try to isolate pam from her day for little moments that, you know, just last night we're eating dinner and it was one of those weird nights where we get home and we just picked up pizza. So it was really simple. And the kids wanted to eat in the dining room. And so we're like, fine, <laughs> we'll, we'll have dinner together. And so, <laughs> you know, we're, we had this half wall separating us and we can hear them and they can hear us, but it's just, it's still, we had this time to just eat dinner together and then she got up and started wanting to do all the dishes. And I was still kind of sitting around, hanging out for a little bit. And I, and I said straight out, hey, let's do that together in a little bit. Come sit with me still, please. <gasps> wow. You know, and, and that's a huge, and that wasn't for sex. That was just, I want to be with you. I'm not done here. Right. I, yeah. I, and I want you here with me. And those kinds of little things just all from your all the women listening yeah, right now are just so titillated from by your reaction your alone proves say, that okay, that's a great move. <laughs> that's a that's a great presence. That's a good thing. And and those are the little things that go a long way, specifically in the bedroom. Yeah, if you if you will help her in the kitchen and with the kids' bath time and all that kind of stuff, you'd be amazed at how she's willing to help you in the bedroom. And, <laughs> and again, it's not about her helping you. This is about you guys right. connecting intimately and that you both get your needs met. Because believe it or not, even if she's a lower desire person, even if once a week suits her just fine, she's still a sexual being and she still has sexual needs. And you are the ordained husband who you're the only one who can meet that need in her. So this is not just about men getting their sex fixed. This right. is about both husbands and wives getting their sexual and emotional needs met. A couple of things that I've made a note here that I wanted to toss out to you, Corey, okay. um, talk to me about the whole, like I remember distinctly reading this in this guy's email of she's afraid that if she gives it to me more than once a week, that I'll want it all the time. <laughs> I well, had to kind of chuckle at that because it's like, really? Because actually men want it all the time, right. whether you're that's, giving it to him once a week or not. Yeah, that's a default <laughs> mode for lots yeah. of guys. So it doesn't and, matter. And I thought, does does he really believe or does she really believe? I don't know if this is his notion or her notion. Do they really believe that limiting the amount of sex is really going to help him control how much sex he wants? I find the opposite to be true. Yeah. That if you give him all the sex that he wants then it will settle into a natural, normal two to three times a week. Yeah, every once in a while it may be a four or five times a week because he's just really either stressed or amorous or whatever, but you, it won't be that way forever. If he knows that it's an all-you-can-eat buffet, he'll stop when he's full. <laughs> but to know that he, he is welcome to go back when he wants to, 
that is a dynamic that we want in our marriage, isn't right. it? Well, and lo and behold, she may actually want more. Exactly. As soon as I said that, I thought, ooh, we need to touch more yeah. on, the, on the whole women thing. Thank you. That could wake up some things in her, and that could be, man, I I really do enjoy this. And and maybe she even steps up and says, hey, can, I, can you help me out tonight? Absolutely. <laughs> well, and, and she may not wait until nighttime. You know, yeah, she may true. be saying, you know, okay, well, now that you're home, I've been, you know, climbing yeah. the walls for the past two hours. Can we just have 30 minutes in the bedroom before we start making dinner? Yeah. Women are allowed to ask those questions. Absolutely. And you know what, Corey, this brings to mind that a good topic for a future show, I'm going to spring it to you live so that you don't gasp and, <laughs> and keel over. But you know, when the, in those times where your spouse isn't available to you for whatever reason, what do we do with the topic of self-touch? Uh -oh. What do we do with the topic of self-gratification? Let's is just that say, say what it is. It's about? masturbation. Come on. Yeah, the M word. There Let's good. talk there about it. it. Right there. Uh, let's talk about that in the future because okay. I know that that's what is on both men's and women's minds is, well, if you're not available to me and I can't look elsewhere and I'm climbing the wall, is it okay if I fix myself? So yeah, let's 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 cover that. In a <laughs> yeah, that's that's interesting because this this is one of those um, when it, when Pam and I were newlyweds, there was a uh, some members at the church I worked at that we they, she was a really big sponsor for the youth group, and so we're up at the church one night and there's several of us volunteers getting something ready for the next day, and and all of a sudden she looks at me and says, "What time is it?" And I said, "It's seven She's like, "Oh, I gotta go." I'm like. What what do you mean? She, she said, well, my husband said there's going to be some sex happening at the house at 745, and if I want to be a part of it, I better be there. Because <laughs> he's having it with or without Right, and that, and that brings that whole what you're talking about. Okay, do I follow through with my plan or not? And so that, that is interesting. Let's do, we, we will definitely talk about that. But it's, it, it is one of those, that's kind of a, your, your sexual conversation default, I guess is what it would be. That are you constantly in this, I'm going to avoid it, or it's it's something else on the to-do list, or do you start to get the dynamic between the two of you more? It's just kind of assumed we are a sexual couple, and we will navigate and negotiate what that exactly means as it goes, rather than this is the way it's going to be. Right. It, it's certainly not a my way or the highway thing. It takes two to do this tango, but right. the reality is, is that it is your job to communicate what your hopes and desires yep. are. And it, I would avoid the word expectation because that I started to say, communicate what your expectations are, but then that spouse feels put upon communicate what your hopes and desires are in terms of frequency, yep. in terms of the time of day, in terms of position, in terms of sexual activities that you enjoy or may want to try in terms of technique. Um, and that's another good show is, is let's, let's talk about how, if your spouse isn't doing it quite the way that most arouses you, how do you correct them? How do you, how do you put them back on course to float in your boat the yep. way that you want it to be floated? Yep. Uh, but yeah, all good stuff. Hey, I know that there are some people listening to this right now, both men and women. And quite honestly, the feeling, the undercurrent, the undercurrent that they have running through them right now, Corey, is a little bit of anger. They're okay. angry because they don't feel as if they can talk about it. And I think that if you peel back the layers and look at what's beneath the anger, usually there's fear. Sure. And what that fear is, is usually fear of rejection. Yep. 
And I think that we have to learn to be vulnerable with our spouse and risk rejection and overcome our fear by, you know, putting it out there on the table and just being open and honest and loving and just approaching it, you know, from a very soft angle. And there's a TED talk. If people go to, I think it's just TED.com. Um, I, I don't know if her name is Breen Brown or Brene Brown, but it's B-R-E-N-E Brown. She does a TED talk on vulnerability and how that is the element that will cement a friendship. And, you know, marriage is a friendship. But sure. if you can be vulnerable enough to say, this is what I hope for. This is what I long for. This is what I fantasize about. This ideally would completely satisfy me. What do you think? How does that strike you? If you can be vulnerable and ask for what you need, it is your responsibility to communicate that to your spouse. You can't just be angry that they don't get it. They're not mind readers. They're operating out of what feels good and right and sufficient to them. Right. And if that, if you feel like you want more, then you have to learn to verbalize that. Well, yeah. What's so interesting is that when you think about um, fear, that you know, the, what comes to my mind is the book "Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway." And, yes, and that's a great do book. it afraid. Yeah, yep. just because. But think about it, Shannon, and I know you and I have touched on this before. Picture in your mind the most orgasmic, exciting time sexually in your life. Mm-hmm. How much anxiety was associated with that? <laughs> There's something to be said for makeup sex. You know, like there was always tension yeah. before yeah. that huge sex fest that took place. Yeah. That, that yes, when all those negative emotions are stirring around inside of you and creating hormonal havoc, but then you find a resolve and yeah. you get on the same page and you reconnect, it, it leads to some really great orgasmic yep. encounters. Or, or you do something novel and that first time you're like, Wow, how did we not do that before? Right. But or during I it, that you think that I'm just right. way too freakish or kinky if I even suggested that. <laughs> but, and yeah. look at you, you just dove in with both feet. But during the but during it, you're kind of, you know, in the back of your mind. I know in my mind, I'm like, I can't believe this is happening. I'm kind of scared yeah. here. What if this you know, and but it's just that whole that's the it's so funny because that kind of fear is associated with the both the best things in our life. Yes. Learning to live in the tension yep. is what leads us to that next level, that deeper level of intimacy. This is intimacy to let your partner know, this is what I fantasize about. This is what I think would feel really good. This is yep. how I want to make you feel good. You yep. let me know if I'm accomplishing my goal or not. That is intimacy into me see. Right. And this this goes back to the three rules I have for for just fantastic sex. That one is that I will I, I set as my default mode. I assume that my wife, and this can be personalized for either, but this really works well for men, that I, I will assume that my wife is the most adventurous, spontaneous, erotic person on the planet. That's just the default mode of the way I want to view her. Love it. Okay, that's, that's step one. Step two is it's her job to tell me no on anything she does not want to do. That's mm-hmm. her responsibility is to stop me. <laughs> from from things I want to do, if she want, if she is not on board, her job is to say no. And mm-hmm. then my third step is do not take that no personally and refer back to rule number one. <laughs> I love it, and that just, <laughs> just opens a up great cycle. There. Yeah, that just opens up the possibilities of now I can seek things, and I know if she's not on board, she'll stop. 
And at the same time, she can seek things, and she knows if I'm not on board, I'll stop. And that doesn't even apply to stuff outside. I mean, that applies to stuff outside the bedroom, too. Right, right. What kind of cycle would you suggest for women? Well, I think it's kind of the same thing that it, it, it doesn't quite as fit because most men are more adventurous <laughs> and, and spontaneous. Right. I, I was thinking that that's why I wasn't going to say, well, yeah, and women do the same thing. It's like, no, we already pretty much know that our husbands well, are adventurous. Then a lot of it is, a lot of it is, I guess, start to realize the receptivity you could have when he does take a lead and mm-hmm. step up and say no. Be willing to. Don't just grin and bear it. If, if it's something you are uh, repulsed by, but yeah. also don't let just something you're repulsed by be something you're afraid of. Because, again, something you touched on earlier, and this, is, this would be a good way to kind of start wrapping up the show, I think, is if it's not a moral issue, you know, where, where it comes down to what you really have as a value of, of what defines you and, and religious connotations could fit here family upbringing could fit here, but it's just where, where you have that deep down right and wrong yeah. that we all have. So if it's not a moral issue, whatever it is that you fight about or what you're struggling about or that's causing kind of grief is all about what brings you relief and comfort. That's mm-hmm. all it is. Right. That I have a comfortable way I want to do life. I have a comfortable way I want to have my sex. I have a comfortable way I want to have conversations and all that. Well, that's just because it's comfortable to me. <laughs> So if I realize, all right, I can bring that forward with my spouse and she can bring that forward with her, then we can create new patterns and challenge each other to go places maybe we haven't gone before. Yeah. I like it. I think it preaches. And, you know, maybe, Corey, in the future, we want to focus a show exclusively on Christian sexuality and what is okay because there again there's not a lot of sure. Christian talk there's... shows out there that will touch this topic with a 10 foot pole and I know that many <laughs> of our listeners are people of faith and yeah. we don't want to offend those that are not we we celebrate that we're all sexual beings whether yes we are you know, regardless of what kind of spiritual values we hold we are all sexual beings but I do know that there are a lot of Christian couples out there that are approaching this topic with fear and trembling they're probably wondering is it, is it even a sin for me to be listening to this show. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not everything from the angle of sin. But Hey, I, I, I realized the whole step one mindset that women need to have is that my husband wants to please me. My husband wants to be my dream lover. If you can keep coming back to that, there you go. I think that that will keep the home fires burning. I, that would be great because it does. It sets the stage for each person to start to be more themselves. And take more responsibility for themselves and care of themselves. And then when you add that to your relationship, man, you can really light things up. Couldn't you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Man, By leaps and bounds. That's awesome. This is Sexy Marriage Radio. I'm glad that you took time out to listen to us. If you got something that we did not cover or you want covered more or uncovered, if it's if you got something uncovered, that's on you. But <laughs> if you want something from us, send us an email, feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. And wherever you are and whatever you're doing, make it great. We'll see you next time.